Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Yes, it is. And welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Friday morning, June 5th. I am Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next couple of hours or so, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls right here on Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. A resounding no, home sweet home in Texas, blazing a new trail, 22-1. to 1. Time to call it a career for one of the all-time best, trying to be like Mike again. Uh, best of seven prevails in the NHL. Who's better, Sopranos or Ray Donovan? Uh, Alabama's Fab Five and WNBA, where are you? We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning, June 5th, 2020. What's up, my friends, boys and girls? Welcome to the debut of Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly taking you over the next two hours. Uh, again, phone calls, emails, tweets, and a whole lot to get to today, especially with you got football stuff going on with the Drew Brees nonsense. You got the NBA revealing its plan for a postseason. NHL doing the same. Baseball players saying thanks but no thanks to the latest uh, owner's proposal on how to get the uh, season resolved and resumed. Uh, so a whole lot to get to. But where are we going to begin? Football, no. Basketball, no. Hockey, no. Baseball, no. We're going to begin with... How about yours truly's home life? Yes, this is a big day, uh, not because of sports, because I'm going to get my refrigerator. That's right. Uh, listen, there aren't many things that you feel like naked with, but uh, I've had a re- I haven't had a refrigerator for a week now. My refrigerator broke last weekend, and even though it's pretty obvious, listen, you need a refrigerator, but you don't feel it until you don't have a refrigerator. All the food that we had in the fridge, all busted, all no good. We had to throw it out. The refrigerator's all busted. And just, now, without being having a fridge, well, that is really, I mean, you just feel naked. You feel naked if you don't have a, a working cell phone and a refrigerator. And uh, today's the day after seven long days of no refrigerator, no milk, no whatever, uh, I get my refrigerator. So that, more than anything else, forget the sports world, I get my refrigerator back today. We'll get into the sports next, right here on the Bagels and Bad Beat. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Very nice. 
I wish my refrigerator was as cold as ice. Uh, five one, or, uh, excuse me, 844-843-6879. Welcome to the Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Again, the big day here in the Wetzel household is we get our refrigerator, our brand new refrigerator, and I'm praying it fits into the little space that we have. I have a weird house in that, you know, generally, most people don't realize refrigerators, believe it or not, they come in different sizes and not just big and small. They come inch by inch different. Some are 68 inches high, some are 70, some are 68 and a half. So I have a perfect little square where my refrigerator currently broke fits in and I don't have a quarter of an inch to give either on the top or on the sides. And uh, there are very few refrigerators that actually fit that spot. My house was built in the 1950s, like most houses are here in in New York and Long Island. And, uh, you know, searching through the computers and trying to figure out which refrigerators actually fit and which don't, it was a pain in the butt, that's for sure. But uh, today's uh, the glorious day where I get my refrigerator back. So 844-843-6879. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats on this glorious Friday morning. Uh, we'll start with a little baseball stuff. I, I tell you what, before we get into the Drew Brees and the football nonsense and all that stuff going on, which we will obviously touch on, but baseball, I tell you, they're, they're dropping the ball. They are really dropping the ball. Uh, last night, they announced that uh, they are not taking the latest owner's proposal, which is for 50 games, uh, prorated salary. You know the deal. Uh, the statement came from Tony Clark, the union executive director. I, I Listen. Uh, he's been a longtime baseball player. He bounced around the league. Decent player. Nice little, you know, 270 sitter was on our beloved Red Sox. As you'll find out, I'm a big Red Sox fan. So, you know, he's well-liked amongst the players, but I don't know if he knows what the fudge he's doing. As far as negotiating and just trying to win the, the, the court of public opinion, which is huge right now, and he is just completely, in my eyes, just dropping the ball. I don't know about the finances. Nobody really knows about the finances. No owner is opening its books and showing the media, hey, this is what we really make here. This is what we really make here. This is what we really make there. This is what we're – now, nobody knows that. You just you got to take into account, okay, they make some money because of the TV revenue that they're uh, bringing in. They make some money with the fans paying for tickets. They make some money from all the things that people buy when they go to these games. So as a general rule, you know, even if it's a 50-50 split, you, you have to acknowledge the players uh, or the owners, rather, are, are not bringing in 50% of their revenue. Or it's got to be at least 30, 30, you know, 33% of their revenue by not having fans in the stands. I mean, that, that's pretty logical. But who knows? You know, ultimately, who who really knows? Maybe the you know the revenue from TV uh, compensates more than you know 60% or 70%. So anyone that tries to sit and analyze the, the finances of it, I think, is, is, is crazy. So I'm not going to pretend to do that. But what I will tell you is... There is a battle of public opinion that you have to win. You just have to win these negotiations. You know, the players and owners are battling themselves and they're battling the public. And the NHL players have done a pretty good job. NBA players have done a pretty good job. You know, football players to a lesser extent because they're not quite into the negotiating season at this point where, the you know, things might be screwed up. And they're still counting on fans in the stands. But they've done a pretty good job. It's the baseball players that are just dropping the ball. Everybody I talk to, to a man, says the same thing. Baseball players are being jerks. They're the ones being the greedy bastards, even though ultimately they may not. Even even though they may have the best side of it when when it comes down to really delving into the finances. But we don't know about that, as I told you. It's all about public opinion. And public opinion is baseball players are coming off like jackasses. 
And if you're not going to win the court of public opinion, you're not going to win that court of being in a battle with the owners. And the owners are sitting back saying, you know, hey, listen, you know what? Every Tom, Dick, and Harry in every single place, every single, you know, sports bar discussion, it's all ripping the players. So why should we give in if most people are on our side? Now, listen, ultimately, you know, they're cutting off their nose to spite their face, as the saying goes, because those players, you don't want the fans to turn on the players so much that they're not going to end up going to the ballpark. You know, because that's where the owners obviously make their money. So they're in a you know a little, little prickly situation as well. They they want the public to be on their side, but they don't want them to be on their side so much that they're so pissed off at the players that they completely stay away. But they do want to win that court of public opinion, and they are. And, and the players coming out and saying no, 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 no. I don't get it. I I really you know, listen. If you're Tony Clark and you're the players and you're Max Scherzer, and you're Blake Snell, and you're anyone else who's threatening not to play because they're not getting full percentage. I mean, it's just, you know, it's the optics. You know, that, that word that came into, you know, the sports world two years ago is, is at it again. It's the optics. It's the players have to realize that the fans are just seeing no fans in the stands, no additional revenue coming in. You're going to play less games. I don't understand it. I mean, I really don't. I mean, the players said they're not taking anything less on a pro-rated basis. They're not accounting for fans in the stands. They think the owners gave that right up in that latest agreement that they had back in March, which is stupid, but okay. So the owner said, all right, if that's how you really feel, and you know, if you're not willing to budge on that at all, then here you go. This is what we can afford. We can afford a 50-game regular season schedule. We'll prorate your salary. You get basically one-third. And then we'll get into the postseason. I mean, on the surface, they did everything what the players asked of them to do. We're not taking any extra money. We're not taking any extra cuts. And we're only taking on a pro-rated basis. Forget the fans. So the owners came up with this 50-game proposal. And the postseason seems fair to me as a, as a fan looking on the outside. And the players, you know, instead of acknowledging that, have, you know, come off like a bunch of babies saying, no way, no way, no way. You know, they throw in the caveat, well, we want to play, but ultimately they're saying, no, they're not going to play. And I just, I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, listen, I would love it. Uh, you know, I've been a long, long, long proponent. 162 games is just way too many. It's just way, way, way too many. And I, I've told this over the years. Think about when baseball has been around. Why do they play 162 games? It originally was 154. So but why, why did they do that? Because baseball has been around for 150 years, basically. Re and realistically, you know, a good 130. Think about when baseball started. There was no football. There was no basketball. There was no hockey. There was no other sport. So I think the owners, once they really got up and running, like, oh, we got something here in baseball, they said, all right, when's the earliest we could start weather-wise? Eh, probably April. Okay, what's the latest we could play weather-wise? Eh, probably end of September before it gets kind of cold in, in uh, October and, uh, you know, too early in March. And I said, okay, that's our season. Why not? We, we, we've got the whole sports world to ourselves. There's no football. There's no basketball. There's no anything else. So let's play as many games and as long as possible. And I really believe that's why they came up with this 154 originally game schedule. But that's old. That, that's long gone, obviously. Now we got all those other sports. Now we got the, you know, NASCAR. Now we got golf being a prominent role. Now we got all the other things going on. There's no need. There's just no need for 162 games. There, there really is not. You only need about 100. So 50 might be too little. 
But in today's day and age, with the virus, why not? You know, if you had a 50-game schedule, I'm telling you, fans would love that. They really would. Uh, there would be so much interest and so much pressure to win every single one of those games. It, it would be a lot of fun. It, it would be like, not game seven per se, I won't exaggerate that much, but it would be like a playoff every single game out because there's not a game to give. You know, you can't throw that uh, number five pitcher out there and let him take a beating because, uh, you know what, we got to save our bullpen for the next day. There, there's, we, you know, we can't rest, uh, you know, our two, three best players because they played the night before because it's hard to play back-to-back -back games when you play a night game one day and a day game the next. There'd be none of that. There would be constant, we have to win, like we're Pete Rose, betting on our team every single game. That would be, I, I think that would be great. Uh, I, I almost believe that baseball and the players are afraid of how popular it would be. I, I really believe that. I, I think people would love it. The fans would love it so much. And the players would be so afraid that people would be saying, yeah, less is more, less is more, less is more. And while less is more for the fan, less is not more for the player. You know, if you're only playing even 100 games, like I'm saying, that means a lot less money. And, and the, you know, the players are finding that out now. But, um, you know, last night, again, players said thanks, but no thanks. So you have the NHL, which seemingly knows what it's doing to try and get its season resumed. NBA seems to know what it's doing to get its season resumed. You know, football is, is uh, you know, full steam ahead, getting its season started in, in September. It's only baseball. Baseball, again, dropping the ball. Great. Just, just really crazy. 844-843-6879. It's bagels and bad people. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Eight four four eight four three sixty eight seventy nine. Our toll free telephone number again. It's eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Bagels and bad beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until seven a.m. Eastern time. Talk a little uh, baseball to begin the program, and you know, here's a great sentence to, to just to summarize how bad the players have it optics wise. This from a unnamed player. Playing about 25% of the season for 25% pay, that's not worth the risk. And I just don't mean COVID-19. One hamstring pull or any other shoulder soreness and the players will shut down. I mean, think about that now. Think, think about the, the, what, what that player is saying. Playing 25% of the season isn't fair when you're only getting 25% pay. I mean, does, does he realize how stupid that sounds? It, it may be true that, you know, he may have some value in that somehow or another, but just the optics, well, why not? You're playing a quarter of the season and you're getting quarter of the pay. Well, why? How is that unfair? 
I, I mean, these players should just shut up. I mean, they, they are just losing the court of public opinion because everything they say sounds stupid to the average Joe Schmo. The average Joe Schmo was saying, all right, you play 25% of your season, you're going to get 25% of your pay. I mean, try going into your boss and saying, hey, listen, you know what? This five-day work week, you know, it's not cutting it. You know, I, I got too many things to do. I'm going to go play some golf. I got to get my gardening in. I got my refrigerator coming in today. You know, I, I don't have time to be here at work. So uh, I'm going to take, you know, I don't know, maybe three days off. I'm only going to work a two-day work week. Okay, so we're going to only pay you for two days, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, we're, we're, you're going to pay me for, uh, I'll take a little bit of a cut. You're going to pay me for four days. You know, why? Um, I don't know. It's just not worth the risk coming in. You know, I got to hop in my car. I got to drive down the street. I got to drive for me anyway. I got to drive down the LIE. I got to deal with all the hassles still. You know, whether I'm working two days or four days, I still got to do this and do all these other things. So you're going to pay me for four days, even though I'm only working two. I mean, nobody, you know, nobody would say, okay, that makes sense. So when you throw out that you're only getting 25% of your pay, even though you're playing only 25% of the season, it just looks stupid. So again, players, shut up, shut up. And I'll tell you, they're creating all this bad will, maybe for nothing, because quite frankly, and I hope I'm wrong, and I don't say that too often, but I don't think we're going to have a season. I, I really don't. You're seeing it with college football already. You know, Alabama has five players that didn't even begin practice come down with the, the COVID virus. You have Oklahoma State college football having a player come down with the virus. Uh, I, Iowa State football player yesterday uh, or earlier this week came down with the virus, and they haven't even begun practicing yet. Now Alabama, they have to quarantine and test not only all the players that were actually on the field just throwing the football around, but they were on the field with a bunch of band members, apparently, like 50 band members. So now they got to test all 50 of those band members. I mean, it's just... It's just the law of averages. It's, you know, I hate to equate it to this, but, you know, when people talk about, you know, how many gays are in sports and everything and people throw out there probably a hell of a lot more than what we realize just because it's it's the it's the averages nowadays. And, and same thing with this, the, the thought of having, you know, especially in college sports and football, you know, you don't have just 50 players, you, you know, with all the red shirts and everything else, you know, you got about 100, 150 players with walk ons and everything. You know, the thought of not having any of those players have this virus is is just it's crazy. You're going to get someone you're just bound to. So for baseball, back to that, you know, they're going to they're going through all this bad will with the public for a season that might not even happen. It, it really it might not even happen. You know, instead is dopey Tony Clark and the players and whether it's Max Scherzer or whoever should be coming out and saying, all right, you know what, we have some issues, but we're working on it. We're going to come to some conclusion. You know, once we get the OK to really resume play, then maybe we could sit down and actually iron out all the fine details. We get it. it you know, you're making less money. So we're going to work this out one way or another because we want to play baseball. Um, and, and ultimately, if there is no baseball, like, again, I don't think there's going to be. I really don't. Um, th then it's a different story. Then you don't have to go through all this bad will with the American public. But instead, they're acting like they're getting rid of the season to begin tomorrow. And all that's, uh, you know, all that we're waiting for is to come to an agreement and nothing further can be for the truth. I mean, listen, we have an agreement in hockey. We have an agreement in the NBA. There's, we're no closer to getting those seasons started. We, there's plans now in place, which is great. But 
and there's goals, you know, basketball wants to start July 31st, apparently, and hockey sometime in July, but there's no absolute, okay, there you go. And I, I think college football is going to have to be the testing case, sadly. You know, I, I think these guys that are going to be going to practices, uh, you know, if three to six to 10 to 15 players come down with the virus, I mean, that is going to be just a warning flag for all these other sports like, okay, we tried, but it just it's not going to get done. So baseball players creating all this bad will for maybe, maybe nothing. And that will be the case. You know, I, I you know, as I say, I think it's inevitable we're going to have people come down with the virus. The only way we're going to have sports resume is when we cross the line of, and maybe we're hovering over it right now, you're going to get the virus. It's it's a flu. It's To think that, um, you know, you could be around people and not get this thing, it's just, it seems impossible to me. So you're going to get it. So the, the only way we could get sports, in my eyes, to resume is that we accept you're going to get it. It's not a death sentence. It clearly is not. And it's not the end of the world. Okay, you know what? Joe Schmo's got the virus. We got five Alabama football players that have the virus. We got the Oklahoma State guy, the Iowa State guy, whatever the case may be. We have two, three, four guys come down with the virus. Okay, we're going to quarantine them and life is going to go on. We're not at that point. You know, we're at the point now where it's headlines. Oh, my God. You know, across the four-letter network, which we'll all learn to find out is ESPN. Uh, you know, Alabama, five players with the COVID virus. Like, it's a big deal. And it is, I suppose. But in reality, all right, they got the virus. Uh, bad, sad, unfortunate. But it's not a death sentence. We're going to take them out of the equation. We're going to quarantine them. And then life's going to go on. I don't, you know, we're not at that point yet. I think there's still concern. I would be concerned. Uh, if I'm a parent, I would be concerned. That's the thing. You know, if I'm a parent now of one of those Alabama football players, am I going to let my son, you know, go practice with those guys? Probably not. You know, it, it's funny. This virus thing, we can all poo-poo it. And, and I host a podcast and I get different views. You know, some guys take it more seriously than others. And no one's right. No one's necessarily wrong. And I'm tending to, you know, poo-poo it a little bit. And my wife works in a hospital. She's a dietitian. She's not on the floor, per se. She's kind of behind the scenes, but it's still a hospital. And, you know, when she comes home, she's got to shower every single day before she does anything else and leaves the shoes outside like you're supposed to do and all that other nonsense. And, you know, so I have to take it seriously a little bit, but I still side towards the poo-pooing. But uh, I, my brother-in-law works in a hospital as well. And they came over a couple of times last week for a barbecue. Just sit outside, no big deal, and uh, shoot the you-know-what. And we did it the one day, fine. And then they wanted to do it again the next day. And I'm like, you know, I know I poo-poo this thing. but And I know all the numbers, and I know they're going down. And I know the death rate is very slim and all this other stuff, but do I really, you know, I, I, I talk a big game, but do I really want to press my luck? You know, I, I'm old enough now. I'm not old, geezer, but I'm old enough. I'm not in my 20s or 30s now, so I'm, in, I'm close to the age where, okay, it affects, you know, people in their 40s and 50s a little bit more than it does people in their 20s and 30s. So I think we all, point is, we all talk a good game on this, but ultimately, do you really want to be put in that position where you're, you know, next to some people that might be infected? No. I probably, you know, no, I, I'll tell you, no, I didn't want to, you know, so I had the one barbecue and then it was going to be at his house and I'm like, I'm not going. And you want to go, go ahead, but I'm, I'm not going. I'm so, uh, and I hate wearing that dopey mask and everything else. So 
back to what I was saying. If I'm a parent, you know, and we'll use Alabama since we know there are five players in Alabama, but ultimately it's going to be every single team. You know, am I going to allow my kid to go practice with those guys? Going to be tough. You know, it's it's you know it's going to be it would be very hard for me. Um, I ultimately it'd be up to my son's choice, I suppose. You know, as a parent, I would probably try and sway him towards no. What would that do with the scholarships too? By the way, you know that that's another can of worms. You know that if you have a parent that says, "I'm sorry, you know my kid is not practicing with a team that's got five to ten cases of the coronavirus," you know, am, am I going to allow you know the school? Am I going to allow that kid to stay on scholarship? You know. Is the NCAA going to, you know, say this thing doesn't go away for another year? Say it stays like this, you know, kind of you could practice and you could play and you're going to get some viruses. But, you know, uh, it's it's not the end of the world and you are going to have a football season. But as a parent, I don't want my kid to, to partake in that. Is he going to be able to keep his scholarship? What well, is a lot of issues, issues that have not even been discussed on, you know, some of the things that are going to come up over the next, uh, you know, three to to. 12 months on how to handle the coronavirus. The one thing is the obvious, you know, you get the virus, okay, you quarantine them, no big deal. That That's obvious. But what about the people that don't get it, but don't want to take the risk? Do they lose the scholarship? Do they have to go somewhere else? You know, would a school offer the kid a scholarship? Hey, you know what? If Alabama's not going to, you know, uphold his end of the bargain, they're going to take you off scholarship? Eh, come on down here to South Carolina. We're over to South Carolina. We'll, we'll give you the scholarship. Uh, come hook or crook. Doesn't matter if you play or not. We'll take the chance. So they're in a prickly situation, and I think it's going to happen all around America. And if it does, you know, will it happen soon enough for the NBA, the NHL to say, all right, we tried, we failed, we can't get it done, we can't play? I don't think sports will resume. I really don't. I think football, NFL might be the first one. I don't think the other sports will. 844-843-6879. It's Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Lesley. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Eight four four eight four three sixty eight seventy nine. Our toll free telephone number again. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Bagels and bad beats on this Friday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until seven a.m. Eastern time. All right, enough of Major League Baseball. We spoke about that last segment. On to the NBA. Whereas again, as much as I do not believe, hope I'm wrong, but as much as I do not believe, we're going to have a resumption of these NBA and NHL seasons. At least the two leagues have come up with ideas on how. To have their postseason and resume play. League owners yesterday approved by near unanimous vote, which is interesting 29 to 1 to have a 22 team resumption of the regular season and then begin a postseason. Interesting from the point of we'll start at the 29 to 1 because Portland, for whatever reason, apparently was the one team that said thanks, but no thanks, we don't want in. Now, if you remember last month, Blazers guard Damian Lillard said adamantly like he was not interested in playing a regular season if his team, the Blazers, did not have a chance to make the postseason. 
which, okay, I, I think that's being a bit of a baby, but uh, fine, that's, that's what you believe in. So the proposal that the NBA came forward is that they would have a chance. It, uh, they're battling for the eighth or ninth seed, because even though it's not technically a playoff, the eight and nine face off against each other, and the winner of that falls into that one eight bracket. So, you know, Portland sitting tied for ninth in the West certainly does have an opportunity to make the playoffs in the remaining eight regular season games. So why would Portland say no then, since Damian Lillard's request was in essence granted? Uh, good question. The four-letter network is saying because they believe that there were better options uh, pertaining to the draft lottery odds based on regular season game results in Orlando. <clears throat> so i.e. to me, what that says to me, that says to me Portland is more interested in not making the playoffs getting a high draft choice, maybe winning the number one overall pick and moving on to 2020-21 versus trying to finish out this uh, you know, 2020 season. That's, in essence, what it tells me. The, forget about having an opportunity to make the playoffs. I think that was just Lillard you know, throwing something out there. Now that they you know, acquiesced to his demands, if you will, they put up another little clause in there. Well, you know what? We really don't like it because we think what? I don't know how they want to handle it. Do they want to have all the teams be put into a bowl and just drawn out regardless of your record if you don't make the playoffs? Not sure what Portland is bitching and complaining about, but I will tell you this. If, in fact, the season does resume, I would be betting against Portland every single game. If the Trail Blazers' best player, Damian Lillard, right, is by far, <clears throat> if he is giving out signs that he's not interested in resuming play, I would be betting against them every single time out. And I'm curious <clears throat> to see what the odds are. First of all, in all these games, you know, without home court advantage, I, I, there's no doubt uh, the guys who make the lines have to be scurrying about trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? How do we compensate, you know, not having any home court advantage, not having any fans at all? Forget about home court advantage, not having any fans at all. You know, are you going to have, I would assume you'd have lower scoring games just because you don't have the fans getting all riled up and cheering the players on and you don't have runs, you know, based on fan support. I, I, I think it would be a bland game. And I would think that would create less energy, not more. So to me, less energy means less points. But, uh, you know, that that said, it'll be interesting, you know, for, just from that standpoint. And then you throw in any team that shows like they don't want to be there early on, bet against them. Like in this eight-game regular season schedule. And I'm curious to figure out and see how they figure out the eight games. You know, are they just going to pick up where the season left off? Because remember, the eight games does not encompass the entire 82-game season. You know, they're still going to end up, most teams are going to end up, you know, five to seven games short of the 82-game schedule. So are they just going to pick up where they left off? They can't do that, right, because you have eight teams that aren't playing. So who, is it going to be a round-robin thing? Is it going to be a draw out of the hat? You know, who gets to play the L.A. Lakers and L.A. Clippers twice? And who gets to play, you know, the Portland uh, Trailblazers twice? You know, I'd much rather play the Portland Trailblazers twice than I would the Lakers or Clippers, right? So I, I don't think you could have a balanced schedule. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be actually it's going to be real, real interesting to see. I, I would think the NBA would have to, right? All the teams that are buying to get into the postseason battling for those eight and nine spots, you would think they would have to have the same schedule 
the eight games that they're going to be playing. I mean, that would be unfair. Could you imagine, you know, if they drove it out of the hat and, you know, and you're the, uh, you know, the Portland, we'll use Portland since we're on them. If you're the uh, jailblazers, as I like to call them, you know, you drew out, okay, you got to play the Clippers. You got to play the Lakers twice. You got to play the Milwaukee Bucks. You got to play the Boston Celtics and you got to play the Toronto Raptors, you know, uh, one to two times each, you know, and then if you're one of those other teams, if you're New Orleans, you know, and, and you're trying to get into the postseason. Uh, versus Portland, obviously, and you get to play, you know, basically as a bunch of nobodies, and that would be funny. That that really, you know, so that I'm assuming that they're going to get all those teams to have the same remaining schedule, but that's going to be a headache, you know. That that's going to, and I hope there's not going to be bitching. I, I really do. I, I think you're going to have more players that don't want to resume play. I, I I really do. I tell you, I, I debated this, and I think I've come to the conclusion that I think the veteran teams will be better suited to resume play in the NBA than the younger teams. I think the younger teams, you know, listen, they're young. They, they're saying in the back of their minds, even though the virus wouldn't affect them as much as it would the older guys, but the, the older guys are still in their early 30s, late 20s, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone's really concerned about that. But I think the younger players on these teams are saying, eh, you know what, the season's over with. I, I want to go out. I want to go out with my girlfriends. I want to go out with my guys. I want to party. Things have loosened up virus-wise. Now we're allowed to go out. We're allowed to hang out. I, I'm not interested in playing basketball. The season's over. And not only is the season over, the next season's going to begin in three months anyway. You know, we're sitting here in June. Play is not supposed to start until sometime in July. They're hoping July 31st. So, I mean, you got August, September, and technically they're supposed to be back at the training camp. You know, in, in October, I, I got two and a half months off. I don't want to be playing basketball. My team sucks. You know, if I'm not on the Clippers or the Lakers or the Raptors or the Celtics, uh, you know, and throw Denver maybe in there, my team's not winning the NBA championship. These guys are idiots. They, they realize that. So do I really want to, you know, put forth an honest effort? Nah, they've made their money. You know, they're only missing out on one paycheck. So I, I think the younger guys would be just like, it's done. The older players, you know, the, the veteran teams, the Clippers, you know, the Lakers, um, not really the Celtics, but uh, maybe the Raptors, you know, those guys are saying, you know what, I only have a couple of years left to really try and win a championship. You know, if I'm LeBron or I'm some of these other guys, you know, I'm Chris Paul, you know, the Rockets would be another one. If I'm the James Harden and I'm Russell Westbrook and I've failed year after year after year in the postseason, I'm looking at this as an opportunity. I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, geez. Uh, I have half the team that probably half the, the the teams probably really don't even want to be here. You know, just like a blink of an eye, I could probably sneak my way into the conference, if not finals, semifinals, just a little bit of effort. So I only have a couple more years left. This is a great opportunity. I, I think it's those teams that have a, a stark advantage heading into this, you know, 22-team, you know, postseason, regular season in, in the NBA. Um, it's going to be weird, though. It, it will. Uh, I, obviously, I hope play resumes. I'm curious to see how these guys are going to react. Um, you know, let's talk about microphones in the NFL on the players. You can't do that. They, they would be swearing up and down. So you're going to get pumped in fake noise, and it'll be goofy, but you probably won't even notice it as, as a fan. You, you really won't. Um, you know, they won't show the stands. They'll make a, you know, a stark effort not to show the empty facility, but it's not an embarrassment. It is what it is now. So they, maybe they won't. Maybe they will show the fans. Maybe they will show that the stands right up. Maybe they will show people, you know, you know, no one being there. But um, 
you know, I do, like I said, I do think it's the older teams. And let's face it, you know, part of the equation is that, you know, most teams realize they're not, you know, does New Orleans think they could win an NBA championship? No. Does Portland think they could win an NBA championship? No. You have the same teams. You have the Clippers. You have the Lakers. Uh, you want to throw Denver in there. I'll, I'll even give you the Houston Rockets. And over in the East, quite frankly, even though Toronto's had a terrific regular season, I, I don't think they have a shot to win it. You have Milwaukee, and maybe you have the Boston Celtics. Outside of those six teams, I would be very, very, very surprised if any of those other teams uh, was playing for an NBA championship, let alone win it. So, uh, But 29-1, to 1, so the NBA has its way. And uh, I tell you, the one thing I do like, and I've been a long proponent of this. They have this goofy eight versus nine just to kind of make things fair for that ninth seeded team because of the reduced regular season schedule and really to make the regular season interesting, the rest of the regular season. I've been a long proponent. Now, the ninth seed has to beat the eighth seed twice, and the eighth seed only has to beat the ninth seed one time. And if they did that throughout the entire postseason, with all the higher seeds, that would be tremendous. How so, Scott? Well, think about this, right? The, the, the one, two, three, four, five, they, they know they're in the postseason. There's really no outside of seedings, and there's no advantage to having a home court because there is no home court, right? So it doesn't, outside of who you're playing in the first round, it doesn't matter if you're the number one seed or the number six seed. Well, what's the difference? They're all playing down in Orlando, and there's no fans in the stands, so there's no advantage. So they came up with some proposals yesterday on how to you know, compensate for that, but ultimately there's no advantage right now being a one versus a number six. However, what if they did what they're doing with the 8-9 for the higher seed? What if they told the number one seed, listen, when you play ultimately that number eight or nine seed in the first round, you only have to win three games. The eight, nine seed has to win four. Number two seed, when you play the number seven seed in the first round, you only have to win three games. The seven seed has to win four. And three and six and four and five. The higher seed has to win one less game. That would be great. And I, I have been a long proponent of that. You know, Instead of just poo-pooing the rest of these eight games, if you told the team, now listen, you're, you're battling for home court advantage. So every single series that you're in, if you're the higher seed, you need to win one less game. That would make every one of these eight regular season games like a game seven, because that would be huge. That I, I can't help but think a player would say, wow, you know, that is an advantage. Some of the goofy things they were offering up yesterday, like an extra timeout, um, you know, believe it or not, uh, better uh, Orlando hotel rooms for the higher seed. I kid you not. I mean, how dopey is that? Uh, they were suggesting that you could bring uh, your court, your home court down to Orlando. They're all in pieces and, and use that as the home court when you play, which is dopey. Um, I, there was nothing really there except for one. They offered up having one player be able to get seven fouls versus six. Now, that would be an advantage. That, that would be you know, cool. But I think ultimately, if you told these teams, if you're the higher seed, if you're the one versus the eight, two, seven on. You get to have you have to win one less game. That would have them play these eight regular season games like it was life and death. Absolutely. And while the number one doesn't necessarily have to worry about falling down to number five, but you know what? <clears throat> that one team, whether it's the Lakers or Clippers in the West, 
you know, or Denver for that matter, you know, that would make that team try and win every one of these eight regular season games because they know if they hook up in a, in a matchup, um, you know, versus the number two seed in the Western Conference Finals, they would have home court advantage. That would be big. That would be big. So I, I love doing that. Definitely do. So make that team have to win one less game. All right, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. It's Vegas and Bad Beats. Scott Westbrook. Right here on Friday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Eight four four eight four three sixty eight seventy nine. our toll-free telephone number on this Friday morning. Again, 844-843-6879. It's the end of a career, apparently, for one Vince Carter of the Atlanta Hawks, who did not make the cut. And not one of the 22 teams. By the way, you know, you think about it, the NBA, I, I know it must have pained them. It, it really must have pained them to reduce the regular season down to 22 teams, not 24, not maybe all 30 teams. They cut out eight teams, and that includes Atlanta, okay, but it included the New York Knicks, it included it's the Chicago Bulls, it included the Detroit Pistons, it included the Cleveland Cadavers. Um, you know, those are some pretty big markets that they excluded. You know, they could have, you know, just said, okay, everybody get in. But they didn't, you know, they did that, you know, the right thing, if you will. So I'm sure it must have pained them to, especially New York and Chicago, big time markets and Detroit, which is a good basketball town. Um, so they're not in, nor are the Atlanta Hawks. And that's where Vince Carter plays. So he announced earlier this season that this was going to be his last. So if he uh, holds true to that, then uh, he is done. 21 year, 22 career, a uh, year career. Uh, is he, you know, it's the proverbial Hall of Fame uh, question. Is he a Hall of Famer? Now in the goofy NBA, where they have female high school coaches literally in the Hall of Fame. He probably will be. But is he a classic Hall of Famer? It's a good debate. Never won a championship. Eight-time All-Star. Averaged just under 17 points a game for his career. But that's a little misleading in that he actually averaged over 20 points eight years. So in his heyday... Uh, he averaged 25 and a half, 27 and a half, 24 and a half, 20 and a half, 22 and a half, 24 and a half, uh, 16, 27 and a half, 24, 25, 21, 28. So actually it might be more than eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Actually 11 years where he averaged 20 points or more. And he played, you know, between 1998, 99, obviously this season. So he he didn't necessarily benefit like teams running and gunning every single you know possession as they do this year. So didn't win a championship, eight-time All-Star, played for eight different teams. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah, he probably will. But you know what? Ultimately, he'll never be able to live down not going to, well, not that he didn't go, but uh, going home for graduation when uh, when his team was taken out of Philadelphia in the, in the postseason, so, in which the game they ended up losing. All right, 844-843-6879. Scott Wetzel, Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.